Hello, are you dreaming of another pet whisper near you? And many more tales I'm telling you. Hey everybody, welcome to another Monique's Pet Whisper call of my ancestors. So I wanted to do a little... um, a little uh, very important discussion that is troubling me and I really didn't want to talk about this right now but for some reason um, it's time to, to call out some stuff so I am an advocate for pets in many ways especially domesticated animals that do not have a whole lot of choices in terms of you know what they're exposed to especially oh especially dealing with their pet parents huh, a lot of chaos in the building oh my god what is this guy doing oh jesus these people man i tell you driving and podcasting is it safe yeah i'd say so i'm hands free but for the most part you get to see a lot of crazy cray craze out there so that really brings me into my discussion about um, people owning pets and um, doing some pretty naughty things at home and you're under the impression that because you have a pet they can't tell on you okay they can't tell on you when you did something that you had no business doing alright and so I'm here to talk a little bit about that You know, there are homes where many people live in and they have pets and they have children. And unfortunately, the pet parent, a.k.a. the adult, is doing things to members of their families. And they think that, well, no no one's going to tell on us. No one's going to tell on me. I mean, you know, Teddy... Teddy doesn't know what's really going on. I mean, he's just an old mutt, you know. So while you're being a a filthy bastard to your grandchildren when they come over and you have the door closed and you're doing things that only the great hellhounds will come and find you later on for, you know, um, you think nobody is watching, but you forgot that your pet is always watching and is always listening okay your animal is very sensitive to the cries and to the calls of young children when they may be experiencing different forms of abuse okay when they're saying no to daddy when they're saying no to uncle or saying no to auntie or the babysitter and the pet is listening sometimes there are certain animals that will actually defend the child they'll growl they they don't like the pet parent and subsequently that pet becomes punished because of the actions coming out of the pet parent okay this kind of phenomena is happening every single day 
And I, when I say pets, I'm not just talking about a dog. And I'm not just talking about a cat. You may own birds. You may own hamsters. You may own equine. You may own um, cattle. And all in all, they are very aware of the cries and the frequency of fear coming out of a human. Okay? So when you're being a nasty pet parent and you're going around and doing abusive acts or unscrupulous acts and you are pretending that nobody knows but the walls and you of what you've done, I want to tell you something. Your pet is a, a, a very angelic-like being. Yes, I said it. They are like little, you know, they're not perfect, but they are ones that do listen to nature. You know, animals are way more in tune with nature than we as humans could ever be. Okay, let's just start with that truth. You know, they will listen to the call of a dove faster than we could ever even know a dove even said anything. We don't even know what the dove said. But your dog, your cat, or your horse, your reptile knows. So I'm saying this because we have a big problem where not only do we have abuse that's occurring in the house, but then when when a dog or a cat or any pet steps in, makes a statement to the pet parent who is, is the perpetrator, and then they end up getting punished. Then the pet ends up, you know, being kicked around, not necessarily getting what they need. Yeah, they may be getting groomed, and they may be looking like, you know, looking like they got groomed, but the verbal abuse and the emotional neglect that that pet is suffering through is a real phenomenon. And this is a, a phenomenon that that really impacts the life, longevity, and happiness of your animal. So why are pets being punished like this? I mean, they didn't do anything wrong, but what they did do wrong, according to the, to the aggressive pet parent, is that they, they told on them. They, the dog or cat, for example, told on the pet parent. In which ways were they doing that? Through barking? Through yelp, yelling? Okay? Through um, growling? Through many different ways. So then they get punished. The other issue that I, I want to address is not only are abusive acts happening every single day in many different households. Okay. Not only is that happening, but you know what else is actually happening? There are pets witnessing murders could you imagine you're a little poodle or maybe you're a little pit bull 
And you have been putting up with this sorry bastard of a pet parent for so long. You love you love your other pet parent. But you know that this mean other pet parent is just, you know, always making it difficult for her or for him. And so now you have a pet a pet that is um really absorbed into this domestic you know abusive uh situation and they're so absorbed in it they can't even get out of it and so it becomes so much um anxiety and 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 depression and so when this when the aggressive pet, pet parent is taking a walk with their dog the dog is afraid okay the dog may also uh, for example, or cat may also show aggressiveness towards other people for no reason. And really the reason is, is because it's been exposed and has seen a lot of violence. But what happens when your pet, a pet you know, has witnessed a murder? What kind of psychological trauma and impact does that actually have on the animal? Do you know what kind of grief is there that there are some even horses that when they lose that human, that they even begin to die themselves? So it's, you know, if you're if you're an abusive person and you're showing that abuse at home and you think nobody's watching you and you've even gotten away with some things because your pet can't talk. Well, let me tell you a, a, sto- a true story about this particular parrot. This particular parrot is from a species, um, it's an African parrot. I forgot its full name, but it's an African parrot. And, uh, you know, there was an altercation that was going on or had been going on, you know, within this house. Suddenly, one of the pet parents, he ends up missing. And so for like, I don't know, it was for a while, they couldn't figure out what happened to him. So guess what? When the parrot, uh, somebody, you know, got a hold of the parrot. Actually, yeah, someone got a hold of the parrot and they ended up finding the, the body of this man, the pet parent. Now, the new person watching this parrot suddenly began to hear the 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 parrot talked like you know like there was an altercation that was happening you know he was like he would say this just stop the fighting stop the fighting no no i don't want to do this anymore you know it's like and then then the parrot also mimicked the the perpetrator and you like the parrot was mimicking violence in, in, in his recording, you know, stop the fighting, stop, don't, don't shoot, don't, okay, and this is the one thing the parrot said, stop, so-and-so, don't shoot, don't shoot, now, the person that got shot, the one saying that was the pet parent that died, and the parrot recorded every altercation of things that was actually happening prior to the murder, up leading up to the murder, and so when the parrot began repeating the, the act that went on right during the murder, 
that was how they were able to solve the case. If it wasn't for the parrot having the ability to voice record in, in a way where it's identical to what he heard, they would have never solved that case. So who would have thought that the parrot would have told? Okay, so oftentimes, you know, animals in your home or even outside of your home can lead you to understanding mysteries. If you are in a situation where your loved one died and your pet found them or their pet found them, you may actually get more information about what happened from that pet. There's ways to get information like that. You know, a lot of times pets, they're barking and they're trying to tell you, look over here. You know, they look at this rag. You know, don't you smell this rag? It's Joseph. Joseph was already at the house. Oh, five, 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 five. He's trying to say it's Joseph. And you're sitting there looking at the, the pet like, what is Rover talking about? So confused. And your dog is just so frustrated because you're not understanding that that handkerchief, Joseph, the, the killer, left it behind and Joseph is the next door neighbor and you, you're clueless and you really want to know. So sometimes your pet will actually have the answers that you're looking for to even help solve not just murder mysteries, but things that have gone on in the house. If your pet is acting a certain way around children and, a, and, and, and some, uh, there's a dynamic between a perpetrator and children and you find your pet being very protective around the child whenever a certain adult comes around, you really need to pay attention to that. Don't take it lightly because there's something that your pet knows that you are totally oblivious to or you're in denial over. And oftentimes pets pay the brunt of, of people's actions you know, they, they're the ones that get kicked around. They're the ones that get put to sleep. You know, imagine, imagine you've committed a horrendous crime. Okay. And the only person, the only thing that knew of the crime was your little dog. But now since doggy baby Woofy knew you did that. Now, every time that you look at your dog, the, you can see the sorrow in your dog's eye. Your dog is barking at you all the time. Your dog doesn't even like you anymore. And you have to shut that darn... Just shut up! You have to shut your dog up. Your dog is a constant reminder of what you've done. That's why some dogs and cats will end up in a shelter. It isn't because the pet parent couldn't afford to take care of them. It's because the pet reminded them of what they've done. The pet knew that you were molesting your grandchildren or your nieces or your nephews or the neighbor's child. Your pet does not like you. Your pet will not eat from your hands. Okay. On the, on the flip side, some pets are so afraid of their owner that they begin taking on fear-based characteristics just like them, i.e. growling at strangers. You know, thinking that everything is bad, thinking that everything is against them. This happens every single 
moment. Okay? People don't realize that they try to hide behind the mask of their pet. You know, they their pet will make them look good and feel good. And this is why I advocate for pets because that that type of thinking is selfish and it's immoral and you really shouldn't own a pet if you're using them to build up your own exterior. Meanwhile, you're um, being an emotional vampire to your pet. Why is this discussion so important? Because many pets, parents are not having children anymore. They're having animals. You know, there's a shortage of, of people wanting to conceive because pets are like the new thing. They're everywhere. But it's not enough to take on a pet and uh, think you're going to creep around and do things you have no business doing. There are some really strange things that go on with people who are really up to no good who have covered up murder scenes and who have done so at the expense of even feeding the human parts to their animals. You ought to be ashamed of that. If somebody's in prison listening to this, you need to chew on this thought. If you know somebody that has done this, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a, a lesson for you. So I'm here to advocate for pets who are in stressful situations where they can't interpret, they, they can't tell us exactly what we need to know. But if we would just stop and take a moment and, and, and listen, listen to what the aggressiveness of the barks. When does the bark start? Does it start when this person calls you? This Uncle Jed comes over all the time and you see your dog starts getting anxious. Pay attention. Why is my dog or cat anxious? Why is my bird chirping to death when this person comes over, when this person comes home, when I come home? Look at yourself. So I took a quick little intermission. Um, Speaking of animals that actually pay attention to all their surroundings I was sitting just recently um, about 20 minutes ago I was sitting on my patio and I live on the seventh floor and it's a very high seventh floor I can see the top of trees tall trees and so I've had interesting visitors that have come by one being a white dove the other being a female hawk and um, uh, this time just a little bit ago I'm sitting on my patio and this bird I didn't even know was like on top of the roof flew he like swooped down looked at me and just like took off and I felt like he he had been there actually kind of tuning in and wondering what I was doing something weird though also happened on my patio my um I have these solar lights and they never, they, they barely work, let me tell you. I've had them for like three years and they don't even really cut on. So it was weird because it's nighttime and they cut on. And I said, well, I need to pay attention to what's going on around me. 
And sure enough, that's when the bird was there. I had the this feeling that there was like a presence that was causing the solar lights to be activated. It has to be activated through sun or through some kind of light. So I said, I think there's like either a spirit or some kind of messenger energy near me. And then I saw the bird. And when that bird looked at me, it was so fast. I could only see like its body, but not like the frame of its body. But it, you just never know, was that really a bird? Who knows? You know, um, I just know that that was a message. I'm on my way now to uh, the mall. It is 830 at night. Mall closes at 8. So it's usually me, secu security, and um, there's like a 24-hour well, it's almost 24-hour uh, eatery where uh, Grubhub, Uber, and other drivers will actually make deliveries in, in a ghost kitchen. So I know that in Colorado, we have what's a go called a ghost kitchen where a bunch of um, chefs will, instead of like having their own brick and mortar, they rent a space and through online marketing, they're able to actually generate orders through a particular marketing scheme and, and platform. So uh, I went all into detail, but basically I'm going to a place where there's not a lot of people. It's a little bit scary. I'm not going to lie to you, but because I have these hawks that sit outside of the mall and one hawk has actually come to my house and follows me, like kind of watches over me. I've had this hawk I've been dreaming about a hawk. I dream about this hawk. I've been dreaming about this hawk since 2010. But this is like one of my animal spirits that really truly cares about what I'm doing. And more importantly, is there to protect me. So typically there's three hawks that sit outside of the mall every single time I'm there at night. Because I'll be there till three in the morning. And um, me knowing that there's lots of spirits and things like that just around. I'm very sensitive to that, but it's like, I'm, I'm not sensing anything like negative, like, Oh, you need to not be there. In fact, I like it better at night when there's nobody, there's not like a lot of people there that I'll be surprised though. Sometimes there's, there are people working and I don't, didn't even know that they were there and, <laughs> you know, kind of like me. So I say, I'll say all that to say that if we are aware, um, many different types of spirit animals may cross your path, you know, stop killing insects. You know, if you just stop and, and wait a minute before the fear comes in that there's a spider or there's, okay, if there's a roach, I might even be afraid. Okay. But just kidding on that a little bit because roaches are a very old species they just eat human food <laughs> you know but they actually eat like tree bark that's what they actually eat they live in trees you know but because humans have been so nasty um roaches are not the only ones that actually eat human food let's think about that how many animals are at currently eating human food yeah, a whole bunch of them. Bears, probably some lions, you know, 
I don't know about tigers. We've got birds eating french fries, squirrels eating Mickey D's, okay? Or two crows fighting over that french fry. I've seen that and recorded that. I've seen squirrels just chilling inside of um, a dumpster just like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm. what do you want? I'm, I'm eating my egg McMuffin sandwich. Totally like, dude, back up. You know, that's squirrel. I've seen uh, raccoons say, what? They're going to be like, what, what do you want? Yeah, human, I ate your Lay's potato chips. What? Yeah, I ate those peaches too. And, huh? Yeah, I like those green beans. You didn't know I ate lettuce? Hell, my whole, all my kids, all 11 of my kids are ate up all your lettuce. What are you going to do about it? Huh? Huh? It's like, you know, like 12 of us adults and like totally like 68 kids. We'll just like totally live up in your attic. Then what are you going to do? Huh? Say what? Yeah, I'm going to keep eating those burgers when you guys barbecue. Every time you throw out stuff that little Jimmy boy's not eating. Yeah, I'm going to be up there eating it too. You got a problem with that? Oh, human. Okay. You've got, you know, rabbits in the cut. They're up here eating like biscuits. Why are y'all eating biscuits? You know, eat, eating like man-made, you know, so-called veggies tossed out with the, you know, taco salad from, you know, Qdoba or something. They're like, hmm, <laughs> breathing, breathing, hmm, lettuce, this lettuce looks, it smells a little spicy, but I think I can eat, I think I can eat this, chaka, 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 um, what's that, ooh, ooh, what is that cheesy stuff on it, what are these humans eating, it's disgusting, okay, so, Yep, uh, bears totally digging it, digging all up in your garbage can. And I remember going to Winter Park and I, we, we were hearing all this noise outside and we didn't know what it was. It was late at night and guess what? It was a bear, big black bear. And he ate all the watermelon. There was some watermelon that we didn't quite finish and he just went and ate it, the rest of it. Well, that was a healthy snack. Okay. So right now, animals are paying close attention to humans as far as how we treat them. You know, are, are we going to rescue them? Many uh, animals have been rescued by humans, like a, a, a trail of rednecks rescue, rescuing a, a, a fawn. Okay. Stuff like that. You know, that might redeem your soul if you can save a, uh, save an animal. Yeah, but if you still hate black people, I think your soul is damned. So anyway, um, you know, I just want us to be more aware about the how our pets are impacted by violence and by yelling and by littering and different things that that we do that are not contributing to their health um 
there's this dog that I live near nearby and I it's crazy you guys I've never seen a dog more than I've seen this dog I don't know if we're on the same trajectory wavelength of he needs healing and I need to heal this dog but um he's um overweight um his pet parents have their own mental illness I can I can see that and he's very overweight though and he's very I could just tell he's not comfortable I have approached them um, a couple of times about my, my what I do, and although I run into them all the time, they refuse to entertain what I'm, anything I'm saying. Now, typically, I, I would say I'm probably 9 out of 10 or almost 10 for 10. When I do interact with someone, I do tell them about my products. They usually do buy, buy something from me. Um, but then there are those that are just not willing to do that because in order to make changes to your dog's diet or to improve their health or your cat or your, your equine, it could be your fish, your gecko, you have to also make some changes. That's the flip side. Some pet parents are not ready to challenge their mental illnesses, to break certain addictions, you know, you imagine you're so addicted to something that when you have an addiction, then unfortunately somewhere your pet becomes very codependent on you. You are codependent on the pet being there so you can rub all, all of the, your essence all over the pet and, you know, screaming and crying and fluffy and, you know, but that, that will have an adverse reaction if your pet is not being reciprocated with good energy with balance with good foods good um just all around goodness you know and so we have a a rise in mental health i believe that animals can help to reduce mental health you know that's why they're service animals and they're trained to do that but i think that you can't just have a service animal without servicing your pet in exchange. Is it okay to just robotically train your service animal who's so intuitive and little steward is so intuitive and knows when I'm hurting, but you ignored little steward when Stuart was biting their paws and Stuart really needs to be groomed um, or Stuart needs eye drops, you know, you you're you weren't very attentive to stewards needs so for the codependent person you have to make sure that a you're assessing okay where where am i on my emotional richter today oh okay i'm below zero negative 15 super dank depressed um am i gonna eat today hmm, probably not yeah i might smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes today and drink the rest of the gym bean but as long as my dog is eating, I'm fine. Okay, but if you're if that's your lifestyle, how how are you feed, how are you taking the time to feed your pet? Just let's just be honest. If you live a reckless lifestyle, you're probably not and you could be wealthy and reckless or poor and reckless. You could be pill popping in your Beverly Hills mansion or you can be uh, pill popping um, in the alley somewhere. And you may have a mansion that you are not currently in. You're in the alley. 
Okay, so how are you helping your pet? Are you helping your pet? Or are you actually hindering your pet? Are you making it difficult? Let me start my car back up because I'm getting ready to leave. I don't want people thinking I'm going to still be here. I'm trying to do my little podcast before I get start all this work up that I have to do. Um, I think that there's a lot that has to be considered. So if you want that best life for you and your pet, it's possible. But it's it starts with being fair to yourself. Acknowledging your shortcomings. You know, acknowledge, hey, I struggle here. I struggle there. When you're able to be honest with the demon, the shadow side, or whatever that is, and, and call it out for what it is, and know that other people also have a shadow side. It's not just you. And it all depends on how we choose to re- deal with it, wrestle with it. Then when you are assessing, how am I going to take care of my animal? Now, you notice I didn't talk a lot about if you have kids. I should be probably spending a lot of time on that, which I do talk about in other podcasts. But because so many people are have pets as children, and I work in the industry, it's just, it's a really serious conversation. You know... Um, I think that we're getting to a place where people are taking the time to spend. They will spend money on their pets, making sure that they're eating the best foods, you know, getting the best level of care, having the best level of fun, you know, being very cautious of what they give their little, their little baby, you know, but the other food for thought is while while you care you also have to be aware of the care that you are distributing and showing other family members okay if you have hate towards certain groups of people guess who will also have hate your pet against those same groups of people because hate is really fear internalized So if you're walking around fearful of certain groups, your pet knows that you are afraid and they will want to defend you. And that is why they get aggressive when it comes to working with certain groups of people. It it, it could even just mean pet parents just just nervous and scared. You know, I've seen pet parents for no reason. You're nervous and scared of me. Now your pet's all like, jumpy and because you're jumpy so when you're trying to to tie your pet down and you need to really look at yourself how is my energy coming across am i am i living in a fear bucket if i see a black person am i going to go into a ptsd shock you know am i going to cross the street and get scared if i see children that i i have childhood trauma I haven't dealt with and something about kids is I don't even want them and they rub me wrong. Well, your doggy might not be that friendly with children. Why? Because they may have grown up in a bad abusive environment where maybe kids abused them. And that happens to now be your dog that you got from the shelter. So now you both have something in common, which makes for a very toxic relationship. Okay. 
those things happen. You don't know the baggage that your dog or your cat or whatever animal it is, is bringing with them. And so when, when you plug that into certain family dynamics where there's, there are children being abusive, for example, we need to talk about this. There are kids that are being abusive to animals. They should not have them. They have psychological trauma. The, the one thing a serial killer will start to experiment on and be mean to is an animal. They will do things. Is your children being mean to your animal? Are they kicking them? Do you leave them in charge of your animal? Do they have empathy or apathy? Are they distributing or do they have characteristics of sociopathic behaviors? Rescue your animal out of the hands of death. So many times pet parents stand by and watch bad and evil happen and do nothing. So many times people do that. You hear the screams of someone. You saw them being jumped and you did nothing. You didn't even call 911. Discreetly, not you know, stop standing by and, and, and watching abuse. Stop being ignorant when you see geese crossing the street. You know they don't care. The geese will look you up and down. Yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got wings. What? Oh, what? Oh, so I'm supposed to fly to move out of your way? <laughs> No, we're not moving out of the way. Come on, little kiddos. Let's slowly cross the street. Bonk, 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 bonk. Get out of the way, you freaking geese, you, you vermin. Oh, mock, mock. This guy really thinks we're going to really move just because he's yelling at us. We'll show him what's up. Meow. Yeah, let's rally up more of us. Come on, all 50 of us. Let's cross the street slowly. And people, that is why you will see a whole flock of geese walking slowly, not giving a damn. And they have wings that they could flittery fly. Oh, oh, cars coming. The, the fort, this fort is coming after us. Come on, everyone, spread your wings and let's fly. Let's move away from these humans. They're not doing that. They're telling you to slow down. Now, sadly, some of them do get ran down. Now, in Colorado, you will get fined if you are um, hitting a geese. You, you're going to get in trouble. So you don't see that happen often here. But I'm sure it happens, but it doesn't happen often because we've got too many animal lovers that are not having I'm not having it don't let me see something like that um but it, it's it's just about having respect for for their space you know they're like I'm not moving and I appreciate that they're that way they've taught me sometimes you don't have to move Rosa Parks she did not have to get up stand up and go to the back of the bus Sometimes you just ain't going to move. Hey, I, yeah, I'm equipped with superpowers as being a, you know, a very indigenous 
enduring, you know, heart and soul, black indigenous person. But it doesn't mean I have to use all of my angelic wings to overcome every obstacle. I'm just going to not move because I don't want to. And that's the lessons I take with me when I'm observing how animals will make a stand with their boundaries. If they don't like you, they will bark or hiss at you. They're not going to be fake with you. How many humans, and I've been fake in the past, not being honest with myself, like, I don't like this person, but I guess I'll still be nice. Yeah, I learned to be fake because I was a fake Christian. Going to church, not being honest with myself, sneaking around, hiding and lying, you know, to so I could be like the world and indoctrinated in fear, confusion, and things that didn't make sense. Many people are walking around being fake, though. An animal, if it doesn't like you, you will get stung, you will get bitten, you will get a big bite, uh, you will get a rash, um, you may get a venom poison, um, you may get a lot of bad things, a, a big bite from doggy or scratch from kitty because they don't like you. If more of us took a stand that wasn't violent, but said, if we're around certain people, I don't have to co-mingle with you. I don't have to do this and that. I can be cordial and respectful and I will still give you equality, but I don't have to like you. That's fine. I think we need to practice that more because what happens is when we're you know, not being real, like if animals weren't so territorial, territorial I can't even imagine what what happened they they you know shoot it would be pure chaos in the animal kingdom even a even a lion has to be careful messing with a snake okay a hippo has to be um no and let me do this a, a lion has to be careful messing with the hippo okay you know, there's different codes and hierarchies in the animal kingdom. And just because you're a mighty lion doesn't mean you're exempt from death. Okay, because the hippo can come after you. The rhino will freaking like steamroll you with and bounce you with its that horn of it. That horn it has. The hippo has such a, a bite. One bite out of, from a hippo, you're out. Your lights lights out. Lights out, little Jimmy. It's time to go home. You're gone. And that's scary because it's happened to people. You know, you have their certain respect. But then the hippo may need to respect the, the poisonous toad. The poisonous toad, you try to mess with it. And when you bite down, it's got poison. poisonous. It's pure poison. You're dead, little giant hippo. So in every lesson, you can't ever think I can, I can outwit death. I am exempt from certain things. You just have to be very on guard and aware as, as a person and be humble, especially when you're in new situations, new types of humans. You know, I never take anything for granted. I realize people are packing guns. It could be the little old lady 
that enough's enough. She just, you know, shot somebody because an innocent bystander on accident because she was being harassed so much. She thought somebody was coming after her. And but the one she shot was a big time gang member who happened to be in her neighborhood in the wrong place at the wrong time. That kind of stuff happens. What lessons can we take? We need to respect nature, number one. We need to pay attention to our animals and the signals and the information they are trying to tell us about certain people in our lives. When they have um, health issues and things that are happening to them, they know that, first of all, the question is, can it be preventable and what are you what action are you doing to make a, a difference are you making it comfortable for your pet or are you making it a drab when you come home you're yelling you're yelling at your boyfriend you're mad and you're move move muffy and you just don't care but when you're outside of your house la 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 it is me and muff 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 me Look at us, we are just the cutest puff, cutest little puffy, little muffy, little baby, little muffy. Look at us walk, walk across the street, every car must stop for us, little muffy, 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 muffy. You are my little baby, my little sugar, yes, isn't she just the cutest in my Audi? Muffy's in my Audi in the front seat. Muffy's in my front seat, my front seat. But when I go home, I'm mad at Muffy. Go to your room. Arf, arf, arf. Shut up, Muffy. Chad, Chad, please, please don't break up with me. I know I saw you talking to Brenda, but I don't care. I love you anyway. Arf, arf. Muffy, shut up. Oh, this stupid dog. I can't even concentrate. Muffy, go to your room. Squeak it, squeak it, squeak it. Muffy, I don't want to play fetch. Chat, no, I don't want to put Muffy. I'm trying to. Uh, Chat, please don't leave me. You're you're all I've got. You're the only thing that matters to me. No. Muffy. If you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to not feed you. Muffy, what kind of bark and tone is that? Arf, arf. Because Muffy does not like Chad. Muffy is telling you, Arf, what the hell are you doing? Arf, arf. God, are you an idiot? Arf, 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 arf. Get off that phone. Arf, arf. I'm hungry. She's not listening to me. Mama's not listening. Shut up, Muffy. But I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to tell you something, but you're not just yelling at me. I'm mad at you. And I'm not going to talk to you for two weeks. Don't give me that nasty kibble. I'm not even going to ever eat it anymore. I don't. Muffy Chad I I can't get her to shut up 
no, I don't leave me because I love Muffy. I'm willing to do what it takes. No, your dog scares Muffy. Oh, it's a deal breaker. Oh my God. Okay, well, bring bring that big Great Dane over, but I don't want him touching Muffy. Oh! Muffy's like, hell to the no. It's next. Meanwhile, well, the next day, poor Jenny could not find Muffy anywhere because Muffy left the building and went and lived with another family that took better care of her. That's the story of when dogs leave your ass. When you your dog is tired, kitty's tired, like, hey, I got yo. Yo, yo, meow, meow. I got another family. Meow. Yeah, I'm living with uh, Peter and uh, CJ up the street. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, they give me like, you know, fresh tuna that they catch up in the mountains. You know, they give me fresh stuff out in Frazier. Meow, 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 meow. Yep, I'm really living good. I got me a new little honey. Yeah, she, her name is Kitty. She's a great kitty. Meow, 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 meow. I've got like, you know, six litters of kittens. Meow, 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 meow. And I'm doing just perfectly fine. Like, I'm not going back to, you know, I'm not going back to that life I used to have where I used to get kicked every time. Meow, 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 meow. Every time I get kicked down the hallway. Meow, I don't, I'm not living that life where I'm eating that hard kibble where I can't even use the bathroom. My cat litter hasn't been changed in six months and I'm just, meow, 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 you know, and I just can't do it anymore. You know, my life has changed and that's the way kitty's got to have it. Meow, 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 So kitty's got to have it. That's why kitty bounces. Some cats leave because the stress is so stressful. I had a cat bounce on me. Well, he had another family. Why? Because I was in a not a great relationship. And I was always fighting with the person. And Kitty was like, meow, meow, meow. Like, Kitty's like, uh-uh, I'm about to leave. Okay, y'all are about to start fighting around 6 o'clock. Time to go. So I'm telling you from my own experience. And that hurt me to the core when I saw that Kitty simply picked another family had actually a whole nother family had a kitty had a litter of cute little gray cats and the cute thing was kitty did bring the bring the kittens over to us so we were able to see so kitty did have respect there but still it was a lesson learned so in conclusion my people um my pet whisper i think there's many ways that pets are trying to communicate and with humans pets are not just about them looking cute and doing little cute human like things because you need to take it a step further and say well dang if they're doing that then maybe I should be paying attention to the quality of my of my pet's coat maybe I shouldn't go to the dollar store or order this crap online this kibble stuff online maybe I should start looking at alternatives so that my pet is not bloated, is not having these allergy attacks, um, straight miserable. I need to do something a little bit different. Don't be afraid. When it comes to your pet, the worst thing you can do is not do anything. There are medications that'll make your pet 
just as sick as something that you say, oh, this is natural. I'm so scared of Muffy taking, you know, Muffy eating any fruit. That could just totally make her coat cut, her coat fall off. You know, uh, cats are not supposed to be eating any leaves or walking on like tree leaves and not even rubbing up against the bark of, of, of a tree. Yes, I know they run up trees, but there's no way that they can ever metabolize any sort of tree leaf or anything of, of a plant. I mean, that's just absurd. They only eat like tuna and that's it, right? Nothing else. And the answer is ding dong. Um, before mass kibbles came out, people were actually feeding, actually animals hunted their own food. Kitty would go to the lake and grab them a salmon, you know, and then, you know, go up to the berry tree, grab a few little berries, go up to the plantain tree and eat a few leaves, go up to the catnip um, grove and get, you know, get funky with it. That's what Kitty was doing back in the day, living like 35, 40 years, nine lives. There's a reason why they say cats have nine lives. Why? Because they were probably living a long time, died almost, and seemed like they just didn't die. There's reasons why that is a statement. Okay? Dogs, same thing. Look at wolves. Wolves are being hunted down by dumbasses. Wolves were our kin, our cousins, and are part of the dog family. There's just breeding going on, a lot of breeding. But if a wolf is hyena or whatever is going hunting and doing their thing with their tribe, uh, don't think a domesticated animal, if, if Armageddon happened and little Rover was out on was out wild his natural instincts will kick the hell in and your doggy or kitty may survive a cataclysmic storm faster than us so understand that give them a little bit of give that consideration when you're researching what are the best tools and things for my for my pet to, to digest topicals what are the safest things i could be using Last thing I'll close out with is remember, you're always being watched, the good and the bad. And it's true. Things are always being recorded. Every thought, every sound, every touch. What is done in the dark will come to light. And even the walls have ears to speak.